Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Special Valentine's Day edition, uh, but no, no, no hearts or chocolate for you. Just a couple of hours of, of great Illini stuff. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, the great Wayne Larrabee standing by to talk with us in just a few minutes. Demonte Williams and Adelia McKenzie, the Illini gal and Illini guy in reverse order there from Illinois basketball will be along in a bit. And uh, our roundtable will break down the college game as we stand. Just it's amazing, guys. One month away from Selection Sunday Illini hosting Northwestern Sunday afternoon after earning a split in the Hoosier State here in the past week. Obviously, a really good win at Indiana. Uh, great second half, um, you know, and then they, you know, go to Purdue and had a good first half. I mean, they competed. Uh, maybe didn't play the best, but they lead at half and then just ran into the Jaden Ivey buzzsaw. Um, but, you know, if you come out of those two road games, and you, you split, we were going into it. We were thinking if they can get a split, that's a good, good road trip. So now they come home, take care of business and see where they can go. Yeah. It was largely a tale of two halves. Um, the first half, uh, you know, of each game, you know, you, you had Illinois playing competitive and then the second half um, it, it didn't turn out so well for the Illini defense at Purdue, but it was spectacular at Indiana. So it was the, the best of halves, the worst of halves. Um, but I think, um, you know, there's a lot of lessons people can take away from this. And like Brad said, this was going to be a tough one to get both ends of. Well, I think we all agree that Purdue's really good. Um, but Brad, something you put earlier this week on the IlliniGuys.com message boards that I think was 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 really pretty uh, pretty savvy is that while Purdue, okay, let's just say they're the better team, they're not unbeatable. And this is a team that Illinois, if they either A, play better defense, or B, shoot better in the second half, this is another tight game that goes down to the wire just like it was back on MLK Day. The problem was they didn't do either in the second half. Yeah, no question. They missed a ton of open looks from three. They didn't, um, you know, I thought defensively, you know, and Ivy made some tough shots, giving credit, and they didn't, their, their auxiliary players were lights out. I mean, they shot a ridiculous percentage. So when those things happen, it's kind of, they're a very difficult team to be. There is one other X factor that we haven't talked about. Mike was in the arena. Now, Mike, were you in the arena for the Purdue game the first time? Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. At least we know. Mike is not allowed to go to the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> yeah, they're they're and they're 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 and they've lost at least two games with me this year. Um, but I I will say that um, as we talk on the podcast, I have never been in a basketball facility that was that loud. Um, it was like standing in, I felt like I was standing in front of a jet engine whenever they got mad about a call regarding Kofi. Nasty. A lot of that. And I thought that was interesting because, I mean, it's not like um, Zach Eady didn't, doesn't throw elbows um, or didn't give <laughs> Kofi a concussion last month. I mean, <laughs> kind of mis, misplaced, isn't it? A little bit, a little bit. But you know what? That's fans, baby. You know, they are nuts and Mackie. When Purdue is good, they're they're great. I mean, the fa- it's a crazy atmosphere. And I went, I, I, you know, I've been there a few times and and it's uh it's it goes nuts. Now also a couple of years ago when I was there, they couldn't score and Illinois just blitzed them and, and it was a little bit different. Um wasn't quite as loud. So uh <laughs> that's but that was a great game. Yes, yes, yeah, more fun I, to watch I, I, for me. Yeah, and, and I it was kind of like going to an English soccer game because like they're chanting all during the game. It was it was impressive. So I I, I gotta give kudos. That's what happens when you're good for, you know, you hand off from Gene Cady to to Matt Painter and you've been good for 40 years, your fan base gets pretty darn uh, riled up and ready to go when it's game time. And I'd like to think that Underwood's the start of a very long streak of Illinois doing the same thing. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's something else that these two games did. The win at Indiana last week and then the loss at Purdue is that it put Illinois back in the conversation. The one thing the Illini hadn't done so far is put together those solid two or three wins in a row against, you know, some solid programs to kind of get the attention. You had the big win and and then you lose to Maryland kind of thing. So 
Um, you know, but this is one now where you see where, you know, CBS sports.com is writing about, you know, Hey, this is a team that once again is a final four contender. And they talked to Underwood on the bus back from Indiana. Um, you know, Kofi was everyone's player of the week. ESPN's noticing like you get all those people who don't notice and only talk about the blue bloods this week. They were talking about Illinois, even though that you had the loss of Purdue they still come out of that game time for first place and very much in, in a position to possibly get that regular season title. Yeah. You're, you're, you're even as a chance to, I mean, they're going to, they're favored in every game, produce favor in every game. They, they, they can get at least a share of the big 10 title. Yeah. And it's a lot better situation than what we found ourselves in during the gross era where you were just hoping like, Hey, could we play 500 ball for the season? And now you have coach Underwood who, locks that up, you know, or, or, you know, in the middle point of the big 10 season that we're going to be over 500. So this, this whole thing of being relevant and now not only relevant, but a contender for the title is a fantastic place to be for this program. And a team that still is getting it done on the road, even though Tuesday night did not go their way, Uh, Illinois 10 and three heading into the weekend game Sunday again uh, at home against Northwestern. We've got a lot more basketball to talk about, but coming up here next stick with us, More hoops to come. Uh, We'll hear from Brad Underwood as well on the way. But up next, Packers veteran play-by-play man Wayne Larravee, one of our all-time favorites, joins us right here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000. HX Home Solutions. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care. Attention travelers. Next Tuesday, a major hurricane will cause complete chaos throughout the city. Food, water, and phone service will be in short supply. There will likely be panic citywide. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Disasters don't plan ahead. You can. Talk to your loved ones about how you're going to be ready in an emergency. Don't wait. Communicate. Right back here on the Illini Guys radio network, Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith talking with uh, a guy whose uh, voice you're going to recognize, and so his name you'll know as well. Uh, he's the Packers play-by-play guy. Um, long history of uh, Chicago Midwest sports as he has done things for ESPN, uh, Big Ten Network, and so many more. Wayne Larravee now joining us here on this segment presented by Busey Bank. Wayne, great to talk to with you. Great to be with you. Uh, what what um, well first off let's let's just talk a little Packers while we're off the top get that out of the way the big story Aaron Rodgers is he coming back or what what are the Packers going to look like next year well I know the Packers would like to have him back that's for sure um, you know the question is how do they make it all work under the salary cap and um, the last published report I saw was there forty eight million over the cap oh. uh, for this coming year so. There are a lot of things that have to be uh, addressed here in terms of contracts, but I know that I think Aaron would like to come back and I think the team would like to have him back. So that's a good place to start. And, and Larry, you know, with the salary cap, it, it's a matter of this. Um, you find a way to keep your stars and everyone else is interchangeable. Um, and you get into these situations sometimes where maybe you have to cut a player or two that you'd love to have, but you can't make it work under the salary cap. We'll see how all that plays out. But a lot of work to be done in Green Bay in that regard. You know, you're so right. And that's where I think the Patriots, that it may be missed sometimes, why they were excellent for so long, is that Tom Brady would always maneuver his salary or contract to kind of fit what was needed. 
they they knew what they would need for certain positions, what they were going to spend. And so because they had the money part worked out, the rest of it fell into place and they were always competitive for so many years. Yeah, you know, and the thing about New England um, that Belichick did a great job of, they would get stopgap, what we would call stopgap players, a, a veteran they're going to bring in who fits their system, fits what they want to do. Uh, he comes in at a lesser number because uh, at some point during the negotiations for this free agent, Belichick says, do you want to win or do you want to make big money? And what's the player going to say? Well, coach, I want to make big money. Well, then if that's the case, Belichick hangs up on him. Otherwise, uh, the player comes in, he plays a year or two at New England, they get a ring and he's happy. He's made his career, you know, but uh, they keep changing those parts uh, around the stars that they have. And Brady was the biggest one over those years. Absolutely. Uh, just south of you, of course, the Chicago Bears with the big season of, uh, of change that we all saw coming for a long time. Um, I know you were uh, obviously the, the play-by-play for, for them for several years uh, in the 80s and 90s. Um, and I know you still keep track of them because they're in the NFC North. Where do you see that there's the biggest need uh, of change for the Bears? They've got their quarterback, and, and now they're bringing in their coach. What do you see for Chicago in 2022? Well, it's hard to, say, uh, to know because, again, they bring in people, the general manager. It's his first job as a general manager. The head coach is Matt Eberflus, his first job as a head coach. Um, but it, it seems to me like they're assembling a, a very good staff. Uh, Luke Getze was the quarterback's coach here in Green Bay, um, and now he's going to be the offensive coordinator in Chicago. We have a lot of respect for him. I've known him for a long time. I think he'll do a really good job. He's got a good young quarterback to work with. Um, the question, you, you know, the quarterback is going to be the biggest question for Chicago. Do they have the right guy? Um, I don't know if we know that yet, but we certainly know that physically he could be the right guy. He has a good arm. Um, he has uh, what every quarterback needs in the NFL today, a, a, a bit of escapability to his game. He's a very good athlete, probably better running the ball now than he is throwing it. But what has to happen is he has to read defenses and throw the football. He has to be more effective, and the running has to be in, uh, accentuate what he does uh, in the passing game. So I, I think all that's possible. There's no question about that. And the other thing, Larry, you know, if you look at I was talking to my uh, broadcast partner earlier this year. We we're talking about the NFL and, and that type of thing. And we both he's from Chicago. And we both mentioned um, Larry McCarron, by the way, the former Packers All-Pro Center, played at Illinois, by the way, uh, had an outstanding career at Illinois. He was an academic All-America starting center down there and drafted by the Packers. But at any rate, the, the point we made and is the Bears are a sleeping giant, okay? Um, because of that market, because of where they sit on the totem pole of, uh, you know, franchises in NFL history, OK, uh, this is a sleeping giant. Um, and, you know, if they become successful, I guarantee you, they'll canonize the uh, head coach and the general manager in five different religions. Um, <laughs> I was there when they were successful and I saw how they transcended football and transcended certainly the NFL. And that certainly is the possibility uh, that the Bears have. They, they are that kind of a franchise in the greatest sports market in America. You are a broadcaster through and through because you lead me right into my very next question. And that was the heydays of the, of the Bears during the time you were there. There's no question. What's your fondest memory um, of that time? Because that was a very special time. And as you mentioned, not just for the Bears, but but for Chicago and the NFL. I mean, there was a there was a popularity to that group and a, a cult like following um, that you I'm not sure that we've really seen since then in terms of everyone getting on board behind what they were doing. They had some, of course, some unique personalities that that made that possible. Um, but they really transcended sports in, in a way that that we don't often see with with sports teams. Yeah. You know, the thing that what stands out, obviously, is the first season I was there. And I wish I had been there a little longer before they won that Super Bowl, because you know, I got there and, and I had been in Kansas City for seven years and the Chiefs were in a constant rebuild. And the best year um, of my seven years in Kansas City, um, the Chiefs went nine and seven and they lost uh, six of their last eight games to get there. So, you know, I come to Chicago and all of a sudden here's this team on a uh, on a speed rail to the Super Bowl. And, you know, they start out winning what the first 14, 13 or 14 games in a row. And um, they're an incredible story, a national story, an international in many respects. Uh, they come out with a Super Bowl shuffle the day after they lose their first game and <laughs> their only game of that season in Miami the night before. Um, it was just an incredible bunch. And you're right, uh, divergent personalities 
tremendous athletic talent, a bunch of alpha dogs who for one season consolidated everything into one goal, win the Super Bowl. It was something that began the year before in the playoffs when they lost to the NFC Championship game to San Francisco. I believe the score was like 23 to 3. They didn't have Jim McMahon, their quarterback, for that game. They get out to, uh, they come out of that game very disappointed. They actually thought they were, that this was their time um, and they didn't get it done. Uh, you know, the rest of us looking from the outside, looking in, didn't think the Bears were, you know, I thought they were fortunate to get to San Francisco to the championship game because they were so young. They were just new. There was their first playoff experience um, as a group. And uh, they went on uh, after that. Uh, they brought everybody together. They tabled all of the agendas. They put all of their efforts into one goal. And I saw it when I first got to Platteville that July, early in July, um, that this was the most focused group of uh, men that I had ever been around. And that focus was bound by one goal, win the Super Bowl. They were the best team from the first day of training camp through the last day of the season, through the Super Bowl that year. But once they won that Super Bowl, what was very interesting about that team was what bound them together was almost like unshackled now. Now they had won their Super Bowl. Now it was time to get what, what's mine. And so this collective team effort was replaced in, in a little bit uh, by, you know, agendas. The agendas came to the fore again. The alpha dogs uh, stood up. And and uh, it started with Mike Ditka, who did a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the endorsement stuff, a lot of stuff outside of football that engendered in, in some jealousy on the part of the players. You, you could feel it. You could see it. They went 14-2 and two that season after the Super Bowl, but they weren't the same team. And when they got to Washington, came in as a big underdog into Soldier Field in the first round of the playoffs, divisional round, I believe, and um, they beat the Bears, and it was shock from there. And it was never the same after that. Talking with Wayne Larrabee here on this uh, segment presented by Busey Bank, turning the Atlanta guys sports spectacular, and talking about uh, those great Bears teams um, of the 80s. You're right that that's, again, one of those things that we have not seen since then, that not just your star player – uh, doing endorsements, but the coach doing, you know, I mean, since John Madden, when's the last time you, you've seen coaches doing endorsements? That just doesn't even John Madden was retired when he was doing that. Um, <laughs> you know, and you had several players with endorsement deals, not just the star guy, you know, you'd seven, eight, nine, ten guys doing uh, different things. Uh, I believe Dick Buckus was your um, was your 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 color commentator back at the time. Of course, uh, Illini legend, NFL legend. Um, what's what's a great uh, Dick Buckus story that you could share with us uh, during those years? <laughs> that, well, you could, that, that you could share with us. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's interesting. I'll never forget the first time I met him in person. Um, Jay McGreevy uh, was his representative, and he had a house out in, uh, uh, I believe it was Hinsdale, some one of the Chicago suburbs. And so the program director, WGN, um, brought me and Jim Hart to meet Dick Butkus. And Dick was an actor in, in uh, Hollywood, actually lived out in Malibu, California, and he had just finished a movie called Hamburger Hill. And so he comes, I remember we're in the, the living room and, uh, you know, we're sitting down and here comes Dick Butkus down the stairs with a menacing look on his face, buzz cut mustache. I mean, like an action hero. And I'll never forget that first meeting him. But he was a, he's, he's a wonderful guy. He is a wonderful guy. Um, and, you know, got to know him a little bit. But uh, it was amazing to see uh to see him that first time. And I had heard so much about him, obviously, but I never met him. And uh, he turned out he was quiet. He was, you know, kind of reserved a little bit. And, um, you know, but we got to know him and he he was brought in to play the part. See, I was hired to do the play-by-play. -play. They hired Jim Hart, the former quarterback of the Cardinals, and he had just finished his career at the Washington um, football team, uh, now the Commodore. Commanders, Commodores, Commanders. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he was hired to do the analysis. But, you know, what Dan Fabian, who was the program director at WGN at the time, um, said hey, what we need is to make this Chicago because nobody really knows Wayne Larrabee. And Jim Hart is considered a St. Louis Cardinal, even though he grew up in St. Charles, Illinois. So we need to make this thing Chicago. Well, back in uh, the spring of 1985, who is the biggest name in Chicago Bears history? Sure. Well, it was either Gail Sayers, who I believe at the time was the athletic director at Southern Illinois University, or Dick Butkus. There was no bigger bear than that. And, um, you know, so they brought in Dick Butkus and they said, Dick, all we want you to do, you don't have to do a lot of preparation if you don't want to. 
You just react to what you see on the field. Just react. Well, Butkus being an actor, he could certainly do that. And he was just great. It, it was a very memorable few years that we had together. Those were um, some great times remembering those uh, even as a young uh, I was uh, was in college at the time and uh, would always get the games, obviously, either on TV or listen to you guys uh, on radio. Let's shift and talk uh, Big Ten basketball. It's been a big week this week with uh, obviously a few nights ago, Illinois and Purdue, uh, the Illini coming up short and, and some fans disappointed. But, you know, I am seeing some 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 resolve, though, with the Illini fandom that uh, they understand that Purdue is a very good team. And uh, you still go into the weekend, uh, you know, or you came out of that game, I should say, still tied for first place. Um, this is a team right now that Brad Underwood has done a really just done a, a fantastic job building this program back to where it was uh, in their glory days. Yeah, you know, I saw more of them last year uh, when they had Io DeSomo uh, in the, along with Kofi Coburn, and they were tremendous. And then a lot of the complimentary parts of last year now are stepping up a little bit more this year, playing a bigger role as you would expect. Brett Underwood does a great job of coordinating everything on the floor, and I think he's done a great job of putting some outstanding talent together. Illinois has always been, to me, in the years I've been around the Big Ten, um, you know, primarily it's been a basketball school more often than not. They've had some good football programs, some good football teams, but basketball has always been the calling card, dating back to Lou Henson, of course. Um, I watched the game. Uh, against Purdue. It was uh, just a tremendous atmosphere for that ball game. Illinois is an outstanding team. So is Purdue. Uh, I think the Big Ten is really good up at the top. Wisconsin won a big game that same night uh, at Michigan State. Uh, this is still a great basketball league. You know, I got to tell you, what's interesting about the Big Ten, the reason it is so prominent is it's football. There's no doubt people eyeballs come to television sets when football is on, especially Big Ten football. Um, but it is really a much better basketball league than it is a football league. There's no question in my mind about that. Basketball is much better in the Big Ten than is football from a national standpoint. So um, I, I've really enjoyed the basketball aspect of the Big Ten over the years. Yeah, and I think that uh, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm biased being from the Midwest and, and grew up on it. And so you're right, I can go back and think of, you know, my first game and seeing Magic Johnson play in that magical year back in 79 and Greg Kelser and uh, the coach Jug Heathcote and Gene Cady and uh, Johnny Orr at Michigan, all the great coaches and players that came through. Um, I just did a piece this week on AlanaGuys.com asking with Mike Krzyzewski leaving and Roy Williams already gone, uh, is this the end of Duke and it's at the end of the ACC? It's amazing that right now Duke could go through the entire ACC season and not play a single ranked team. Um, that's almost amazing when you think about it. And when you look at the, what they have in place right now, when you lose Krzyzewski, you lose Roy Williams, um, you're going to lose Jim Beheim is 78 in November. He can't go forever. Um, that's uh, like 24 Final Fours, nine NCAA championships among them. How do you fill that void? And I think right now the Big Ten, in terms of the coaches they have with Underwood and Matt Painter and, of course, Tom Izzo, and look at what Greg Gard has done this year with a group of nobodies, how he's turned that program around in Wisconsin and kept them in the top 10. Um, you've got right now the, the core of coaches um, to keep this a very, very successful lead for, for a number of years. Yeah, Fran McCaffrey at Iowa is another great coach in this league. There are so many of them. Um, you know, here's the thing. The, this is kind of interesting. I'd be curious to see what people think. Um, the thing about college basketball seems to me, uh, is it your program? Is it the tradition of your program? And you maybe could argue that at North Carolina and maybe argue that at Duke. Uh, I don't know if you can argue that at Syracuse, but certainly individual coaches have made those programs great over the years. You know, Dean Smith at North Carolina, and then it went on to Roy Williams and, and on from there. Is it the great coach? that makes the program or is it the program that makes the coach? I think in most cases in college basketball, it is the coach. Mm -hmm. The coach is the program. And when the coach leaves, a lot of times that program struggles to get back to that level consistently. And so it's interesting to watch, but it's going to be very curious to see what happens, um, you know, at Syracuse when Beheim finally leaves. Um, it, will North Carolina be able to, to regain its footing in the ACC? What will Duke be like without Coach K? Um, these are great traditions now, the, but these coaches have been around forever at these programs, and, and I think that's, uh, you know, uh, that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. What has Connecticut been 
uh, since their great coach left a few years ago. Up and down, um, no question about that. I think what we're seeing in the ACC is the ACC has returned to normal the rest of the country in terms the ACC for decades now has been the number one conference by far. And now you're looking at other kind. Now they're kind of back in the middle of the pack, it looks like to me. And there are other conferences that are better right now, including the Big Ten. Yeah, I would agree. I think maybe the one exception might be Kansas, but then again, they just uh, they managed to do very well. Larry Brown got him in trouble, but he's a great coach uh, with the title, but they replaced him with Roy Williams, and then here comes Bill Self. So with those three hires, they've managed to stay uh, afloat. They've been very fortunate with that, but you're right. UCLA after John Wooden, um, North Carolina after Dean Smith went through a, a reset before getting Williams over from Kansas. Um, you're so right. It, it is the coaches that make the program, and so we'll see um, how that changes. Wayne, we have taken up enough of your time, and we appreciate it. Uh, we hope you'll come back again. Best of luck here. Uh, I know you're still busy in the offseason with some college basketball. We look forward to hopefully talking to you again as football season gets closer. All the best. Call anytime. Enjoyed it very much. Sounds good. Wayne Larravee, he's the uh, Packers play-by-play man, still does a ton of college basketball, of course, very knowledgeable of uh, Big Ten and Midwest sports, a former Bears play-by-play man. Also, uh, talking, with, uh, talking with us here, on the uh, on this uh, segment here uh, presented by Busey Bank. Stay with us. Much more to come. We've got a quick timeout and uh, still Demonte Williams on the way. And we'll talk more Illini basketball as they get ready for the game against Northwestern on Sunday. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Hello, this is Brett Dillman, the Illinois head football coach. You're listening to Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Now we are the Illini guys, Larry Smith, Brad Surdy, Mike Kegley. This segment is sponsored by HX Home Solutions. Demonte Williams, the other Illini guy, is in the house. And Demonte, it's uh, it, it's Valentine's weekend. Have you done your Valentine's Day shopping? Are you are you all ready? You ready for Monday? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> From the heart. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You, you better win that Northwestern game Sunday so you can uh, be ready to go 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 that, shopping then. That, so that's, that is definitely the plan. <laughs> there you go. Is there? A, hey, uh, you know the the Purdue game tough. You know you, you get a big win at Indiana, um, and then you go back and you play Purdue tough second half against the Boilermakers. They're obviously a very good team, but the arena it, it was kind of it was really loud and uh, a crazy atmosphere. What do you what do you attribute to the second half for you guys. It seemed like missed a lot of open shots that you normally make and, and they just really got hot. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was a night where we didn't see the ball go in as much as we normally do. Um, but they're they're a, good, a good team um, and they're going to capitalize on, on mistakes and uh, missed shots. So I mean, we'll we're bounce back. Yeah, what, how how loud would you say that was? Because I was I was there at the game and I had several Purdue fans come up to me and they said, "Man, we haven't heard it this loud for a long time." And I didn't know what your impression was compared to other arenas in the Big Ten or other places that you've played. Uh, I mean it it got it got pretty loud. Um, it all, it gave me um, Grand Canyon vibes when we played out there a few years ago. Uh, to where like you can't. You can't hear absolutely anything unless – I mean, you can't even really – couldn't really hear anything if you was face-to-face, really. You just had to lip read. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey. da- that could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a good thing you don't have to wear masks like the high school kids then. It'd be hard <laughs> to read lips in that environment. Yeah. So – <laughs> if you get a so as you kind of what's the what do you guys do you know how how hard is it to kind of flush that one out of your mind and move on to the next game I mean I, I, yeah, everybody loses and I that was like one of those games like you were on the national stage you're really hyped top you know top 13 teams both of you and and it, it doesn't end the way you want so how do you recalibrate and get ready for the stretch run here in the Big Ten 
Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it, we every team goes through it. Um, it's really just, you know, what I'm saying, you go over what happened, um, and then really on to the next one. You can't, I mean, you can't go back and change it, the past. So, I mean, just trying to prepare a future to be better. Yeah, and when, and when you guys are out there, um, you know, when when you take a look at the film afterwards. Do you ever sit back and say, hey, you know, this next time I get the ball in a situation like that, I'm going to pay, you know, shoot the three right away or instead of shoot the three, I'm going to drive. I mean, do you analyze it down to that level? Uh, yeah, um, we do that as as a team and uh, individually. Um, I mean, we all watch, get in and watch the film. Uh, we just learn it from the film from each and every game. And I guess, Devontae, how is that different now from what it was maybe, you know, three or four years ago when you were a freshman or a sophomore early on with the coach Underwood as he was trying to change um, the mindset of, of, of not just the individual player, but also of the team as well. How does that approach different now than what it was uh, before? Oh, it changed now than it did before because, it, um, I mean, just our whole team just had that same common goal. And that was just to win and get better each and every day. Um. You know, what, what do you take? Like, how long does it take you to get over a game like this? Then, like, do you, when you leave the arena, can you leave that there like a like a piece of, you know, just like you throw away garbage on the way out of the building? Or does it does it hang with you for a day or two? Uh, I mean, it hangs with me a day or two. But, I mean, you can't really just be mad at that game. You got to prepare for the next one. That's the good thing about, about uh, the big team. I mean, you play two to three days later. So, it's like got to flush that one down so you get the next one and the next one uh, for you is northwestern coming up sunday one o'clock tip off on btn this is a team that played you very very close uh just a couple of weeks ago up at, at their place uh, they just beat indiana of course they had some suspensions they were shorthanded um but what do you know now about the wildcats maybe you didn't know a couple of weeks ago before you met them the first time i mean they're group collected um and together um obviously they, i mean you know, they played together for a while, uh, veteran group. All right. We will leave it there. DeMonte, always good to talk to you. Good luck against the Wildcats. We'll talk to you next week. All right. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks, DeMonte. Appreciate it. Uh, stay with us. Brad Underwood on the freshman R.J. Melendez and an impressive stint versus Purdue for him. It's next on the Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. RJ's been so good and bright. That's why I played him a lot the last few minutes. You know, the physicality of the game still bothers him. It's why he plays with his hands. You know, typical freshman, fouling, um, put his hands on people. He's got 
un unbelievable athleticism. Maybe not quite Ivy athleticism, but he's close uh, in terms of his, 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 his jumping and his length and some of the things he can do. He's just got to grow up, you know, as a freshman in terms of his strength. But, um, you know, gaining ton of confidence. And, and like I said, he's going to be a uh, he's going to be a star in this league. That was Brad Underwood talking about uh, R.J. Melendez. And, guys, let's talk about R.J. Um, he's somebody that, again, early in the season did not get a lot of tick. But um, he said right there, he's showing um, – he's got more faith in him right now. And, and, and R.J. showing some flashes of, of what we'll see from him next year when there's more playing time to be had. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we, we, we look at these guys and talk about how they're playing time. But you have to remember that Illinois is playing four fifth-year seniors um, in the starting lineup. So – it's hard to get playing time. It's hard to earn that playing time. And, but RJ is the one kid on this team who brings elite athleticism. I, I think um, he is long. He can run. He's extremely fast. He jump out of the gym. He has a knack of some body control. He can score. He's just a freshman needs to get stronger, but you look at the way the sophomores have emerged in the big 10 this year. Think about it. Ivy and Johnny Davis People like this, sophomores who we didn't expect at the end of the last year to be this good, you know, lottery pick potential guys. Melendez is that guy for Illinois. I'd say he's going to be a lottery pick, but he's that guy who can really make that sophomore leap. I think Keegan Murray is another one, right, at Iowa? Isn't he? Yeah, Keegan sophomore? Murray. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, and I, I don't know whether uh, RJ is an instinctive player or has a high basketball IQ or both. But he seems to get in the middle of everything. He's, you know, the ball caroms off a certain angle, and there he is. Um, and I, I love that part of his game. The other thing that I really think is interesting about him is he doesn't give you much to play with emotionally. He doesn't, he doesn't get rattled when things are going badly, and he doesn't seem to get too too up when things are going well. And that type of demeanor out on the court is really valuable, especially when you got a guy like Jaden Ivey who's going to talk to you the whole time. Well, and how about the game Tuesday night at, at, at Purdue, which is what Underwood was talking about. Um, I think he scored like eight points in 11 minutes, if I was correct. I mean, it's, you know, this, and he came in late in the game. The game pretty much is over at that point. Didn't look timid or afraid. I mean, he was aggressive in, in that time. And, and now he got a chance to get a few minutes in a really hostile environment like Mackey Arena. That's only going to bode well from him in the future. Yeah, there's no question. I thought he was great. And not only did he make those, you know, score the eight points, he was three for three from the floor, hit a three, had an and one play, just did a little bit of everything. And he also had rebounds. He's just a guy who he could, he has a chance to be really good. And you're seeing him do it against the best team in the conference, one of the top five teams in the country. That means you, you're doing it. You're doing it well. So, and you know, even the Northwestern game, if you recall at in up in Evanston, he gave a huge spark off the bench. So as he he's earning this playing time in practice, He's been a guy, he's one of those guys, he puts it, he's put in the extra time to make himself better, start understanding things, and gain that confidence, and now here we are. Yeah, and as Brad said, you know, it's hard to earn uh, playing time on a team that's this veteran. And, and so I, I think this gradual uh, progression that we're seeing with these freshmen is, is really pretty darn good because outside of a guy ranked in the top five or ten – I think this was going to be a tough, tough nut for anybody to crack to get playing time as a, as a freshman on this team. And, and so where RJ is right now, I think bodes well. And it gives, you know, gives him, uh, you know, four more weeks to position himself to be a contributor in the postseason, which is fantastic. Well, and let's look back to the fall when we were talking about going into the season. We didn't think any of these three, three would get any tick because of all the guys you've got in front of them. So the fact that we've seen, uh, Podzemski come in and get some serious minutes in some Big Ten play. We've seen Luke Goody come in, and he's now, I can't think of the last game that he sat out. He's given you some minutes in every game. So you've got three guys now you didn't expect anything from. And, and all of a sudden now, um, they're all contributing in their own way and doing so not just in mop-up time, but but in, in key situations. Yeah, it's it's huge. And this is about, this experience is invaluable. And now you feel like you know, let's say somebody did go down with an injury. You, you don't feel as scared as you did back in November, December, when they were trying to figure out who was going to play a game, changing their offense from 
for a game, a couple of games, so that we got to run something. We don't have anything, so we got to figure something out. Um, so this is a, I think it's it's a huge positive both for the player, but also for the program and for the team. And you know, if you feel confident that you can put RJ Melendez and Luke Goody in, just gives you more depth. Somebody has a bad day, okay, we got a guy. And I will. I don't know if we mentioned this. I don't think anybody said anything about this. RJ can guard too. He has the athleticism to be a good defender. And that's where he's made the biggest strides. And that's why you're seeing him. They have put him, um, Brad Underwood has put him on Jaden Ivey and Johnny Davis. And, you know, in, in the last couple of games, I mean, that's, that's big time. That's a big time ask for that kid. Yeah. And, and you really can't, you can't really say any more than that. Um, and he's handled it well because a lot of people, if they'd have got stuck playing against Ivy again in that crowd with that noise, you know, it would have been easy to just get, you know, blown off the court right away. And he stuck with him, gave, gave him some problems, you know, when he was out there. So um, what a tremendous confidence booster it is for RJ. That's got to be great just internally for him to feel like, you know what, I thought I, I belonged. Now I've proven it. No question about that. R.J. Melendez looking for big things uh, for him as we continue to count down, uh, not just to the Northwestern game, but again, the rest of the season heading into also tournament play. And, and again, expecting big things out of this uh, Illini squad come March. Uh, this segment presented by OSF Healthcare. She's the Illini gal. Adelia McKenzie of the women's basketball team is up next. You're listening to the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgent care. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You know, it's Valentine's Day and, and you know, nothing says... I love you like a subscription to IlliniGuys.com. Knowing that the latest Illini insider info before anyone else is just a beautiful thing. And knowing there is a special someone who wants you to have that kind of inside information, that inside knowledge. Well, this brings a tear to my eye. IlliniGuys.com, free seven-day trial. Check it out. Um, and by the way, it offers fewer calories than chocolate. So there you go. What a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. Hey, the... The Illini gal, Adelia McKenzie, now stopping by uh, this segment here presented by OSF Healthcare. Adelia, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Did you get your Valentine's shopping done? It's a couple of days. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. You got a couple of days. You got a couple of days. Hey, um, a few nights ago, taking on number seven, Indiana. Tough night at State Farm Center. Tell us about the game. Uh, the game was a tough loss for us, but Indiana is one of the top 10 teams in the country so playing them we knew it was going to be a tough game but honestly they just came in with a lot of energy and we didn't match energy right away so we kind of got they got a lead a larger lead in the first half I saw that 28 to 8 in the first quarter great game for you 14 points are you feeling more comfortable with each growing game or, or tell us how your game is evolving from when you first stepped on campus to now here we are in mid-February? Yeah, my game has evolved a lot. I would say I am more confident now, just getting used to playing and finding my game on the court and just knowing my game. Like I feel more comfortable with just doing me on the court and just playing hard. My main focus going to the game is just giving my all. Uh, how was the crowd um, Wednesday night? Just I, you know, I, I was working, doing some other stuff, so I didn't get a chance to watch this game. I try to watch as many games as I can, either on BTN or BTN Plus. Did you have a, a pretty good crowd Wednesday night? Yeah, it was a decent crowd. Um, it was 
student appreciation night. So the first hundred students got free shirts and Buffalo Wild Wings. Hmm. So yeah, we did have a decent crowd. Okay. Okay. That's very good. Um, and we do need to ask you, practice is going well. You're wearing everything. You're wearing your children at practice. You, you That's all good. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm staying fresh. Okay. There we go. For those of us who haven't watched, haven't listened to us each week. Um, Adelia one time forgot that. And she was honest enough to, um, to, to talk about it. And we are mean enough to never let her forget about it. So, um, but Hey, that's just kind of, that's, that's the kind of friendship, uh, that we have. You know, um, we have not asked you about um, the men's team. Do you, do you have a lot of friends over on the men's team? And do you guys um, talk about hoops, go to each other's games? Or what's that relationship like? Um, the transfer, Dane Deja, yes. um, he's from Minnesota. And I went to high school with him. So oh. I hang with him a couple of times. And we talk about the games and stuff like that. Um, I do know some of the guys players, but I wouldn't say I've talked to them a lot, but when I see him at the gym, we'll talk and stuff like that. That must be crazy. Uh, coming to a university, the size of the university of Illinois, and then having someone who also is a star basketball player wind up right there at the same, and you guys went to the same high school several hundred miles away. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's just, uh, that's just crazy. Okay. So coming up uh, next this weekend, what's the next game for, the uh the fighting a lot i women's team we play nebraska on saturday what do you know about the huskers uh we know they have a they have really good size pretty tall um they play well in the paint they have shooters so using our size as well is going to be helpful for us yeah you guys have a real tough stretch because you had so many games that were postponed because of covid and the rescheduling these games, uh, I, I think the Wednesday night game against Indiana was one of those, right? That was rescheduled from last month. Yep. Yeah. And then Nebraska coming up Saturday, uh, Monday, quick turnaround, Ohio state comes in town. Um, how do you keep your energy with so many games and, and so many scouting reports? I mean, that's, that's three games in less than a week. Yeah, it's a lot, honestly, just going to treatment, making sure I'm taking care of my body and just staying mentally focused and prepared. Like it can be easy to just get tired mentally with so much going on, but just staying focused and pushing through that and knowing like I'm, I chose to do this. I'm here for a reason. So. Gotcha. Very good. Hey, tell everyone what's your major. Have you, have you declared a major yet? Yeah. My major is RST well, sports management. Okay. And so what is your goal? What do you want to do after basketball? Well, I, I do kind of want to be a coach, Okay. but I also want to be a trainer and have my own training facility. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Back uh, back home, back up in Minnesota. Is that that the game plan? Uh, I wouldn't say Minnesota, but maybe for like a WNBA team or even an NBA team, but I'll do that after I retire because I want to go to the WBA. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna go play for the Lynx. Is the Lynx your team? Yeah, I'll go play for the Lynx. Okay, okay. I mean, great look. I mean, what a great uh, legacy that that you know one of the best franchises in the WNBA. So start to finish. So I mean, um, okay. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna pin that up on our wall as well here in our state of the art Atlanta guy studio that we're going to come up and cheer for you wherever you go play in the WNBA. We'll be there cheering for you. All right. How's that? Does that work? Yep. All right. All right. Adelia McKenzie, always uh, good to have you on. Uh, good luck with the, all the games this weekend, Nebraska and Ohio state back to back. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right. See ya. The Illini guy, Aladalia McKenzie. Great to have her on each week here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Uh, last week, we had the guys from Original Retro Brand on the show to talk about name, image, likeness, and the deals that they're doing. Uh, Original Retro Brand, they're the people that they do the commemorative uh, classic and NIL jerseys and jersey tees. Uh, they're in participating retailers all across the Atlanta Guys Radio Network. They're also at OriginalRetroBrand.com. Uh, at the end of the segment, they offered to give away a special IO jersey to one lucky listener. And so many of you wrote in this week to info at IlliniGuys.com as you were instructed to, to throw your proverbial hat into the ring. I mean, you got to be in it to win it, right? So, okay. Uh, here is a moment of truth. Let's turn these up here. And the winner is 
Chad Call of Bloomington, Illinois. So, Chad, you are the winner of an Isle de Sumo jersey, courtesy of Original Retro Brand. Congratulations, Chad, and and watch your mail for a package uh, coming very soon. But, hey, the fun doesn't stop there. We will also draw five names from everyone else who took the time to write in, and you will get a commemorative Illini Guys IO t-shirt complete with the mask uh, on the shirt that he made famous during Illinois' historic run last March. Thanks again to all of our listeners, and we should remind you, you can reach us at any time at info at IlliniGuys.com. Okay, a couple of quick reminders before the top of the hour here. Trent Frazier has been named a finalist for the Senior Class Award, the NCAA's most prestigious senior athlete award. Here's the cool thing. You can vote as many times as you like for one of the all-time favorite Illini to get this honor. Just go to SeniorClassAward.com and do it often. Now, right now, he's in a distant fifth place, but you have until March 21st to get him over the top. So get to stepping. Get in there. Also, Kofi Coburn this week, named to the Naismith Award midseason team. That's the top 30 in the country who are vying for the Naismith. That's given to the best player in college basketball each year. Kofi also up for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award as the nation's top center. You can vote for him for that once per day per email address. Go to hoophallawards.com to vote for Kofi. We will also keep both of these links up on our website. Just go to IlliniGuys.com. Look for the voting link for both Trent and Kofi under headlines on the right side of the page. Let's get these Illini uh, some national love. Uh, vote for Trent. Vote for Kofi as often as you can. Vote until it hurts. We want your fingers to hurt because you're voting so much. Get that done. Hey, our second hour is just minutes away right now. More on the Illini who enter the weekend in a first place tie with Wisconsin with Northwestern coming up next Sunday afternoon at State Farm Center. Also, our college basketball roundtable is at the scorer's table ready to check in. Who is the Big Ten player of the year? Who is number one right now in college basketball? Auburn, Purdue, Duke, among those Top teams who have lost already this week will uh, get everyone's thoughts uh, when we get together in just a few moments. Hang with us. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com.